brought to you by Windy Chevrolet. Get the hometown experience in Purcell with Windy Chevrolet. Here's your game day crew, Toby Rowland, Chris Plank, and Teddy Lehman. It is game day in Tulsa. Hi, everybody. Welcome to A.J. Chapman Stadium, where it'll be OU and TU coming up today. First road test of the 2023 season for Brent Venables' team as he takes on his old coaching buddy, Kevin Wilson, and the Golden Hurricane. Toby Rowland with you. Teddy Lehman joining me. We are in the radio booth above Chapman Stadium. Chris Plank will join us coming up at the top of the hour. Good morning, Ted. How we doing, T-Row? I'm great. I... I I got here 15, 20 minutes ago. I know you just got here as well. I can't find anything to complain about yet. Oh, it's amazing. Booth is great. Chairs are great. View is great. Perfect height. Perfect yard line. Weather's great. A lot of action going on around campus. Tons of people out. It is nice, isn't Lots it? Of, I see tons of TU fans out here. A lot of Sooner fans as well. It's going to be – It's this stadium is, what, 30,000? Is that right around yes. where it's at? It's going to be awesome packed in here. It's going to be really cool. What will the breakdown be today, percentage-wise, OU to TU fans? I don't know. Originally thought I was, it was going to be, like, overwhelming OU, but I don't, I don't get that feeling walking around. It's still early, and maybe Oklahoma fans are driving up a little bit later, but I, don't, I think it may be more Tulsa than I originally expected. 50-50? No, no, no. No way. No way? No way. No. 70-30 OU? Yeah. Okay. 75-25, 70-30. Okay. So, it seats 30,000. Today will be the third sellout since it was renovated in 2008. Mm-hmm. So, 15 years, they've sold it out three times. And the last one was in 2009. So, they haven't sold it out, period. They average, you know, 12 to 15 a game. Now, they'll bring more today because, I mean, they'll have some people who are here because it's OU, but. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What do you think, Gabe? 60-40 Tulsa. Gabe I, says there will be more TU fans here than OU fans. Yeah. I I don't know. I originally thought it was just going to be overwhelming Sooner fans, but a couple of people yesterday at the broadcast were TU fans uh-huh. that are season ticket holders that are also OU fans. Right. That are coming to the game. What are they wearing? TU stuff. Until halftime and then. I think it's, I don't, it's, it's a weird dynamic, you know. I, I think there are a lot of people, well, Tulsa people who are fans of both teams. Right. Why can't you be? Right. So I don't know, I don't know how you classify that person, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, I guess that's kind of the dilemma. So I don't know. Maybe I could be wrong, but I've. It's it's hard to classify it because most people are probably to some degree fans of both, right? Yeah. Well, well there's a lot fans. of TU people that are OSU people too. Yeah. But there's a nice number that are that are OU. I've I think we've been to three games here before. I remember the O two game that you played in the, mm-hmm. the Bob's halftime speech, and then we played maybe just one more up here. And was it fourteen? 12. What? 12? No, it was 14. 14. 14. Were you in? No. Um, and I feel like in both those games it was significantly an OU crowd. Yeah. But it's been a while. I've slept well, since then. Well, that's probably right. I, I would guess that I don't know how many season ticket holders they have, but it's probably one of those things where 
all of the season ticket holders are going to be here and probably a decent amount of, of TU fans also, but anything that they typically don't sell has probably gone to OU fans, I would mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So whatever that breakdown ends up being. I like it. Chapman Stadium's got a lot of history to it. It's uh, obviously an older stadium, but they've uh, kept it up well. It's got a nice – it's got some character to it with the rock walls and kind of a castle-looking facade and everything. So – but had a lot of great high school games that have been played here through the years and everything. So, uh, so be fun and obviously a big football game for the Sooners as they hope to move to three and zero before we start Big Twelve play next week. Ted, it's a week in which there have been a lot of off-field distractions, at least for the fan base. You had the whole Art Briles situation. You had the Lincoln Riley video. I don't know how much of that was, you know, noticed or bothered the team at all but certainly the fan has had a lot fans have had a lot to talk about this week yeah i <laughs> moan about this week maybe it's good we had some stuff like that to talk about instead of picking apart the football team which you know that that's just going to happen that's the nature of it but let's it's ready for this i think everyone's ready for the season to start ramping up right i mean we've there's all kinds of whether we call them distractions i don't know exactly what they are but it's like we're we're searching for any type of narrative we can right now uh, to talk about, which you know is fine. That's how it goes. There's not a lot of searching going on. They keep being yeah. provided up for us provided. on a platter. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know. I think this team has. I think this game comes at a great time. I think you know there's still a bunch of really young players. This is technically a true road game, but. Not quite, right? I mean, yeah. on the schedule, you're like at, half a road game. Yeah, you're at Tulsa, but you're not flying. You're, um, you know, you're going to have a ton of fans here. Prob- maybe the majority of fans, probably the majority of fans. So you get to dip your toe in in that water a little bit. You're you outmatch Tulsa on both sides of the ball, personnel wise. It's it's a get right game before you get into some some really tough conference stuff. A true road game at Cincinnati. You got you got Texas coming around the corner. So this is like your this is your final tune up game, and I think it'd go a long ways if the Sooners come out and look really good today on both sides of the ball. What do you think about Tulsa? Uh, I think that you know I, they're in an interesting spot. Coach Wilson has just taken over. You know they they've got to. It's a big challenge for them to kind of remake this roster, implement their schemes, their systems, and that's why I think today we should have a really good day defensively because I don't expect to see like a whole bunch of variety from Tulsa um, offensively or defensively. I think what Coach Wilson really wants to do, and you can kind of trace this back with him, he wants to build the foundation of his program before he starts adding anything else on. So – like offensively, I think you're going to see the majority of their bread and butter stuff. They're going to do what they do, the the base schemes that they want to be really good at in the future. I think they want to continue to work on that stuff. I mean, they'll sprinkle in some concepts, but I wouldn't expect to see a bunch of elaborate stuff, exotic formations and plays. I think they're going to continue to come out and do what they do, and that's really what you've seen the first couple of games from them, and I don't think that's really going to change for them today or frankly the rest of the season you don't uh, 
I was going to ask you this question in the broadcast. Well, I'll ask you it again in the broadcast, but Kevin Wilson, bells and whistles today, kind of you don't think he'll empty the reservoir against his old team? I really don't. I think that, you know, I've I've told this story this week that whenever he first came to Oklahoma, the first spring whenever he was here as as offensive line coach, he – he in the running game, which he was known for at the time, he was kind of the the single single back shotgun run game guru, uh, and, and was having a lot of success. So they brought him in in that first spring. I think the entire spring, at least a big majority of it, he was coaching his offensive line like on a lot of their concepts on the double teams. Like typically, you know, whenever you've got a double team and then the backer shows off, you shows up, you you got the offensive linemen are comboing off. But throughout that spring, he didn't want his guys coming off on the linebackers. It was foundational that he wanted those guys to get really good at all of the double-team stuff and stay on it. And I think that's, like, to some degree what he's going to be doing this season is they're not winning a national championship this year, right? It's too early to get fancy. It's too early to get fancy. Let's, let's focus on the stuff that we really need to improve on that is, is going to be foundational for us moving forward. And I – I just don't see much of a reason. Now, I think they're going to put some things in just to, you know, easy stuff. Like, let's try this. Let's try, you know, maybe maybe we can get some, some extra yards here. But I don't think it's going to be reinventing their offense. Like you would see, like, in a conference game where maybe the personnel's a little bit closer and you can gain a big edge by – you know, tweaking and changing up what you have done offensively over the last couple of weeks and having a little surprise and maybe they're not going to be prepared for this and we, you know, we can get some plays on them before they find the right adjustments. I just don't – I wouldn't expect something like that. But you, you never know. Jeff Lebby come out and take a bunch of deep shots today just to shut everybody up or do they, you know – keep it vanilla and hunker down for the criticism i don't know i was it's funny to think about it's either going to be you want deep balls okay here we go (laughs) right and light it up or you want deep balls no sir we're not going to give you anything and uh just double down on the run so i don't know i would expect you know a lot of that offense is predicated on the look that you're getting and i would expect that he's going to continue to do that but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be one-sided enough to where we're going to see our like Levy's traditional offense have all kinds of success, and whether that means that he's extra motivated to push the ball down the field, or that just kind of shows up in the way that this offense operates, we'll just see. You know, at. Um I haven't seen uh, – I saw the beginning of ESPN game day today, but I, I haven't obviously seen it in the last hour or so. But I think The Rock is their guest picker today. You know when the guest picker is coming, they'll show them like approaching the stage and there's throngs of people and bodyguards and everybody trying to – you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Uh-huh. That's a little bit what it's like for Chris Plank in Tulsa. I know it. So uh, at the top of the – he's got his own thing going on right now, but at the top of the hour he's going to be joining us here – and what an honor it is back in his hometown to have him as a part of our broadcast today. It's going to be great. I was the 17th broadcast for him of the weekend already. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I was walking through campus, and I was 
waiting to see. I didn't know where the statue they have of him on campus was. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to walk by it, but I didn't see it on the walk from the red lot to uh, the stadium, but I know it's out there somewhere. It certainly is. It certainly is. It'll be difficult for him to do his job on the sidelines today for all the autograph signings and everything that's going on. We do have a turf here today, Ted. Yeah. Yep. I don't, it's, I don't love turf. I don't either. It looks like a pretty new one, though. Like, it looks a little more cushiony than some of those AstroTurf-looking uh, fields. So hopefully we can make it out of here without an injury today or anything. So Is this is this new? I feel like that wasn't there the last time we played You're here. You're talking about the Case Athletic Complex? Yeah, or am I wrong on that? I, that- feel like it, I feel like it was there okay. in 2014, but we'll have to ask Chris. Yes? Somebody yeah. said yeah. Okay. Um, but he'll know everything uh, at his alma mater. So uh, Oklahoma – Needs to play well, Ted, today to carry some momentum because I've heard you talking about Cincinnati. You think next week's going to be a big-time battle. I do. I do. I think they are a, a, a difficult matchup for a bunch of reasons. Number one, it's going to be their first conference game in the new Big 12. They're mm-hmm. going to be amped up. That fan base is going to be piled in there. It's going to be a wild atmosphere, uh, uh, you know, I think it's think it's going to be an awesome atmosphere. Yeah, but it's a it's a difficult matchup. Their defense is really, really, really good, particularly in the front seven. The defensive line, they've got a bunch of guys that are really good players. Their top couple of guys are NFL players for sure. Uh, their two inside backers are good. They got good cover guys. Their scheme is really good, um, and offensively, there's. We haven't seen a mobile quarterback this year, right? And we could see one maybe today, today maybe. to yeah. some degree. But we ain't going to see a mobile quarterback like we will next week. Emory Jones. And they do a bunch of unique – they're going to run triple option next week. And that is, it's just difficult to prepare for that. I, what we've seen so far are almost your every week offenses that you're going to see. Now, people run some different things within those yeah. – Schemes, but it's you SMU know, threw some wrinkles at them, but it's a yeah, it's a it's spread offense, offense yeah. right? Same personnel stuff. Cincinnati will do all kinds of unique things. Like I said, they'll run triple option, like true triple option, dive quarterback pushing the edge with a pitch man, triple option. They'll they'll use him in all kinds of different schemes in the running game. And when you have a quarterback that they make a concerted effort to use in the running game, it changes everything for you. So. I mean, that it's just on both sides of the ball, it's going to be a, a really unique matchup. Throw in the atmosphere and, and going on the road. I think it makes for one of the tougher games we're going to have this year. It's a good point you bring up because we don't know who's going to be a quarterback today for Tulsa unless you guys have seen something I haven't seen. No. But Bra- Braylon Braxton was their starter when the year began. He got hurt in the first half of the season opener. Cardell Williams, the redshirt freshman, came in, played great. He started the game last week at Washington. He got hurt. They went to Roman Fuller, who's a classic drop-back passer. He's six foot four. He finished the game at Washington. It could be any of those three guys. If you're Brent Venables, are you kind of hoping for, for Williams today, the athlete, just so you get a little bit of a, you know, a look at maybe a portion of what you'll see from Emory Jones next week? I think so. Even though I don't expect – I don't, I don't expect Kevin Wilson to all of a sudden dial up a ton of quarterback run stuff, but they'll sprinkle it in. And for your defensive line, 
when it comes to the pass rush stuff, you've got to you've got to be way more aware as far as you know coordinating your rush lanes and making sure you don't let that guy out of the pocket so he can get outside and, and make some plays on you. Scramble for for you know throwing downfield in the scramble drill or obviously picking up first downs with the legs. So yeah, that that would be a, a decent little tune up. So yeah, I I'm yes as a coach. You know, you want to obviously win the game and play well, but if you can, if you can try and focus on some things that carry over to your next opponent, absolutely. All right, we are at Chapman Stadium. Pre-game show underway. We'll take a timeout here on the Ref. More preview of OUTU when we come back. You're listening to the Ref pregame show. Have you ate breakfast? No. Not today. Are you hungry? I mean, not particularly, but I'm always. I can always eat. Our lady Stephanie out here seems like she's eager to take care of us today. Okay. So, so I think all you got to do is ask her okay. to track you down something. She'll be hey, uh, it, are they going to have food around here or <laughs> like one of those things? It looks like it's set up right outside our booth. There's okay. like a buffet out there. So, Toby and Teddy back with you. Chris Plank going to join us at the top of the hour. Sooners and Golden Hurricane coming up. Uh, tell us that O2 story again for people who haven't heard about your trip up here. Was it the first game of the season? Is that yes. right? First game of the season. Season opener. Season opener. Came up here. Um, did not play particularly well in the first half. I believe it was 3 nothing at halftime. 3 nothing at halftime. Coach uh, Bob Stoops came in and uh, gave a very passionate halftime speech. It was – it was gr- at the time I was like, "Oh my God, this is horrible." <laughs> but afterwards, it's like that's going to be a good story in the future. <laughs> like there was stuff being tossed around, Gatorade ended up all over the floor. Uh, the Bob grease, was throwing Gatorade around. He kicked the Gatorade table, punched the uh, the grease board. It was great. <laughs> it was amazing. It, it got worked. the desired result. Thirty-seven, too. nothing, I believe, was the final that day. So, yeah, came out, played better in the second half. Uh, it was it was a fun day. He got your attention. Oh yeah, Big Twelve action about to fire up. There's a good one in Columbia, Missouri. K State at Missouri today. K State out of four point favorite. Ted, tell me what is with that. You think it should be more than that? Personally, yes, but you know. Usually whenever you see something like that that feels like, oh, that's wrong. That's easy for that's an easy cover for Kansas State. It's like I don't know. There's something there. I don't know what they're seeing. I don't know what's going on, but there's a reason that line is like do you do you think that seems low? Um maybe a little bit, yeah. I mean I don't know what Missouri is yet. Yeah. I don't know how good they are. They had some games last year where they looked great and some games where they looked terrible, and so I, I don't know what they are this year. I think they're – K-State's is, got some injuries. Yeah. Seems like Missouri's as good as Luther Burden is that day. Mm-hmm. Seems like that's mainly their main uh, source of offense. Aren't we so. all rooting against Missouri this year? Yeah, Isn't absolutely. that the rule? Yes. Yeah. Okay, go K-State. Uh, Baylor has lost six consecutive games, second longest losing streak in America. If it doesn't end today, they might fire – Dave Aranda immediately after the game because they've got Long Island, who I didn't even know played football in Waco today. Man. Yeah, Baylor needs to get things right. They had opportunities in that game last week against Utah. Just couldn't get it done. Um, 
It was just a wild finish to that game. It was very weird. So they need to get right. Now, it felt really bad after week one. Felt better after week two. I got to imagine, like, if they were to lose today, that would be something. Now, I'm trying to remember, Rule, in his first year, they lost to someone horrible, too, in the preseason or in the non-conference. Yeah. And then they almost beat us when we went down there. I have to look it up. I can't remember. It was who someone that was. bad. It, I don't think it wasn't Long Island, but it was someone An like equivalent. That. Yeah, there, like Providence uh, or something like that. There's not a lot of great matchups around the country today, but a, a couple of intriguing ones in the Big Twelve tonight. You've got OSU hosting South Alabama. Mm-hmm. That may not jump off the page at you, but South Alabama is a pretty good program. Some good athletes, yeah. They got some good players there, and Oklahoma State is really difficult to put your finger on what what type of team they are this year. There's been stretches where they look pretty bad, and then there's been some stretches where they look pretty good. That second half against Arizona State, they look look pretty pretty good. Got things together, we're moving around, playing three different quarterbacks, which is odd. Uh, Gundy always finds a way to to get the most out of his team, and it's a that's an interesting game for him. BYU at Arkansas. Cougars have any opportunity in that one? Uh. I don't know. It's hard. I, I don't know a whole lot about BYU. Um, and I guess I don't know a whole lot about Arkansas up to this point either. They I, got a big old dude at quarterback, KJ Jefferson. He's, he's ready to roll. He's uh, he's going to be at the helm. That's going to be a tough guy to stop whenever they get rolling. Um, I would imagine Arkansas handles BYU, but. BYU every once in a while, yeah, like they did to us. That's right. Uh, sneaks up on somebody. Keaton Slovis and KJ Jefferson, the quarterback matchup there. Uh, Pitt at West Virginia, that's kind of a, you know, that's the uh, backyard brawl, they call it up there in Morgantown. It was a great game last year. Yep. Uh, Texas, obviously riding high right now. They got Wyoming at home tonight. What do you think about that game? I mean, Texas wins. I, it wouldn't surprise me if they weren't at peak performance considering yeah. the week. Kinda, but that's a nice team to have. It's a nice game to have the week after you beat Bama. Like, if they had Kansas coming to town this week, yeah. that would be tough. Yeah, I, I think. It wouldn't surprise me if the first half is is a really close game and then Texas finds a way to uh, to put it on them in the second half. But th- that is an interesting one. We Obviously, everyone remembers that Wyoming Tech game from a couple weeks ago. I talked to our buddy Estridge last night, TCU at Houston today. Kind of, you know, I don't know what either one of those teams are. Uh, Houston doesn't look very good. Lost to Rice in an overtime game. If TCU doesn't win that game – I, they've got some serious problems. Yeah, in my opinion. Are, is uh, Houston your upset this week, or is that somebody else? I can't remember. Maybe it was. I well, I think I picked a different one in the in our Royal Rumble because I know I have Mississippi State. I picked them to beat LSU, but. I don't think I picked that in the Royal Rumble for whatever reason. Cincinnati OU's next opponent. Should move to three and zero today. They've got Miami of Ohio. That is a uh, that is a home game for Cincinnati. Uh, future conference, the SEC's got a couple of intriguing matchups today. You mentioned LSU goes to Mississippi State. Uh, the Bayou Bengals one and one after that season opening loss to Florida State. Tennessee at Florida. Hype will have any problems tonight? I, I think it could be a, could be a tough game. Obviously, big atmosphere, but. 
I, I feel like this is where we, we really figure out what Tennessee is. If they go down there, handle this game well, they've got a they've got a good squad that can that can disrupt the east of the SEC. If they go lose to Florida, then I think it's going to be a up and down year for them. Two-time defending champion Georgia hosting Shane Beamer, Spencer Rattler, and South Carolina this afternoon as well. It's OU and TU here at Chapman Stadium. Top of the hour break. Chris Blank will join us on the other side. This is the Ref Pregame Show. Welcome back, everybody, to Tulsa. We are living on Tulsa time today as OU is here for their first road game of the 2023 season, taking on Kevin Wilson's Golden Hurricane. Toby and Teddy back with you. Chris Plank fighting his way through the throngs of fans as we speak. He will join us momentarily. Jacob Potter has He's arrived. Given final instructions to security detail back there. Yep. Plank is. Yep, yep, yep. So, uh, anyway, overcast, kind of cool right now. What are we sitting, about 70 degrees? I mean, this is dadgum good weather, Ted. Yeah. I guess it's going to clear off a little bit around kick time and get up around Warm 80 up degrees, I guess, is is what it, maybe it looks like. But this is beautiful. After what we've had the last couple of weeks, this is welcomed for sure. Yeah, no, no doubt. I wonder what Cincinnati's going to Have you peeked ahead at all? No. Gray. Isn't it always gray in Cincinnati? Do they ever have the sun out there? Just a little bit more. There you go, Plank. Oh, there is there the you want it. Never three mind. O'clock. On. About three o'clock is where you want it. Ladies and gentlemen, Tulsa's own Chris Plank. What's up, dude? How's What's your trip? How's your uh, sister doing? How's great. the fam? This is great. No complaints here. Well, you just took over Gabe's spot. Oh, right is he there. sitting here? I'm sorry, Gabe. No, he, he was... knew it was a limited, ah, limited okay. series. He knew sooner or later. This is where you need to be sitting every game, Toby. This is perfect. <laughs> I love it. Do you even need Shep today? We don't need binoculars. <laughs> you can go stand on the sidelines. Oh, my God. Gabe, there's room behind the benches. Look at this. Hey, oh, now, here's the question of the day, because like, we've, had, we've had a bunch of different opinions on this. Mm-hmm. What is the crowd breakdown going to look like? 80-20. 80-20? Mm-hmm. That's what Toby says. No, no, no. I, I said 75-25. Tulsa did a massively much, different. The la- <laughs> yeah, we're way off. What, why, what are you thinking? I, for whatever reason, I've got a feeling walking around that there's going to be more Tulsa fans Good. here than I anticipated. Good. Or, originally, I would have been the, like right with you guys, mm-hmm. 80-20 or 75-25, but I don't know. I've. I'm starting to uh, to go the other way for some reason. When when we came here last, what was that, 14? Yeah, that's right. Terrible weather, right? It was just was overcast. It? it was a little rainy, a little drizzly all day long. And and it kind of it, – it, I don't want to say it held the crowd down, but it wasn't the typical OU Tulsa right. game. When, when your team, Ted, I think was that your senior year in 03 when you came here? Junior year. Junior year. 02. 02. Uh, that was like ninety to ten. <laughs> that right. was, and I was I was covering to you at the time, and it was just holy smokes, this is insanity. So, um, when Oklahoma play, or excuse me, when Tulsa played Oklahoma State here the last time, which I think was the last Oklahoma school they faced, I was blown away with how many Tulsa fans were here, and Oklahoma State tends to t- to lean a little bit more orange and black, so. Uh, maybe you're right, Ted. Maybe it will be a little bit more. I'd, I'd like to see that for the sake of, of TU athletics. But I'll tell you this much. We got to go after we're done here and check out the tailgate scene. 
Really? They've done it's popping an, out they've there. They've done an incredible When's job. When's Sean Kingston going on? Right now. Really? Right now. Yeah. He's only got one hit, right? <laughs> what <Yeah>. is it? <laughs> uh he's got it. Well, we looked it up the other day. I can't remember. We were playing it the other day. Thankfully Josh remembered it and I couldn't remember it. I was on a radio show yesterday and they said uh uh, are you checking out Sean Kingston? And I faked it, but I have no idea what they were talking about. <laughs> I thought it was a player for Tulsa. I didn't. I had no idea. And so I Googled it after I was off, and I was like, oh, it's a performer. That's like – Is he a rapper? It's he, like a reggae rapper-ish. Where's right? Connor? Connor's back in studio, Jamaica. right? What's the hit that I should do? Here, look, you'll know it. You'll it's know it when you old. hear it. It's not like recent, right? Like it's um, years old or more? Yeah, Beautiful Girls is one of his songs. Um, oh, okay. Take you there is one of his songs. He's apparently I'll worked take with you there. Yeah, uh, but it's like a take off of it. You it know. Toby, that reminds me of whenever we played in the Rose Bowl in in '02. They had like this big media availability, and one of the reporters said, "What do you think of Pullman?" And <laughs> that was a player. I thought it was a player, and I looked at him, and I thought about really long. I was like. I thought about saying, ah, oh, you know, he's Great looks player. pretty good, and you know, we'll be prepared. <laughs> I really thought about it, and then I was like, I don't know who that is, and they're like, it's where Washington State is, the town of Washington State is. Like, oh, <laughs> I'm glad. Like somehow, I I saved myself from looking really bad. Wait, like Jacob Pullman? Yeah, no, I, oh, okay. <laughs> but you, you know what? Uh, from your show yesterday morning to uh, what I experienced uh, from 90 noon yesterday and Teddy, uh, from what, what happened with you guys. It just, it's really cool to see the way here. And thanks to 1430 and the crew over at iHeart Tulsa only. Um, <laughs> it's been, it's been really cool to see the support for what the ref's doing. And more than anything in that, the support for the Sooners team, a lot of fired up fans about. Yeah. This, and, and this doesn't happen that often, right? First time in nine years that they've come. That Tulsa's great, man. It's a really it's a it's a good it's a good trip. It's an easy trip. It's a fun trip. And for those that drive that turnpike game in and game out, it is oof, it can be rough. It's a great city. It's uh, obviously a great OU town, and I love it anytime we come up here for any reason. But um, well, you know, we got the basketball game up here against Arkansas again this year. Hopefully, we can get baseball back at. At One Oak, uh, we didn't play Bedlam there last year, so hopefully we can get that, or, or maybe an OU Arkansas series at One Oak. But anytime we can be up in Tulsa is great. By the way, if you are rolling up, whoa, sound system works. If you are uh, on your way up right now, uh, was it Chicken and the Wolf? Look at that guy walking on the roof over there. It's a Reynolds Center, by the way. It used to be an Arby's whenever I was in college. Used to be a what? Arby's. Arby's? Yeah, that big entire Arby's. building was yeah, an Arby's? Yeah, there was an Arby's inside of it, Ted. No, the Arby's was on the corner, and right oh, next okay. to it was the Wendy's. Reynolds Center's where... a cool arena, by the way. Heck yeah, it is, man. Uh, Chicken and the Wolf, right? It's right, right there. The street, yeah. It's right behind the scoreboard across Did the I street. Did I show you the – whenever I walked up this morning, the dude was outside cooking the chickens. Our ad on the radio says it's less than a mile from Chapman Stadium, <laughs> which is true, by the way. I could hit a – Sand wedge from the fifty yard line under the roof of Chicken and it's the Wolf. It's right there, like <laughs> yeah. we can see it. <laughs> yeah. So if you're headed down and you want to, uh, Tyler is going to be there. Tyler and Travis are going to be there after the game. The the ref pre and post game show, Chicken and the Wolf, right the, behind the scoreboard. The guy who runs it, the guy who runs it, was out there cooking whenever I got whenever I got in this morning to do the morning show, and he said he had been there cooking since four thirty in the morning. Was whenever he smell? started preparing. 
It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> Smelled very enticing. How how are are you getting any grief around campus? No, no, no. I'm, I did. I haven't in the Tulsa community. I haven't. Well, my wife. Well, you're saying he's somewhat Benedict Arnold. He he's a TU alum. Yeah, and he's back where he's crimson the games today. Here. We got it. We got it. Whenever we were at practice. A couple weeks ago, Matt Wells came out to me. Oh, like, that's right. You yeah, got yeah. your T your shirt. What do you mean shirt we? On? You're trying to drag Toby. Toby into this? was well, part I of was, it too. I was standing next to him. I didn't get any grief. He but, didn't get any grief yeah. at all. Uh, well, no, I'm I'm OU through and through. But I love my. I mean, it was like 30 years ago. My graduate. You are getting college. old. I'm yeah. getting old. I was I was gonna walk over to the Sigma Chi house and be like, "What's up, brothers?" And then I was like, "Ah, that's a long walk." Did you hey, end up? You end up walking from? Yeah, camp? but it was like it was. Yeah, it was five yeah. minutes maybe. It cool was campus. Uh, very kid. cool camp. Changed a lot yeah. since I've been here. Changed a lot. They've uh, they've built buildings that I have no idea why they would build these stupid large buildings. Whenever all you do is come here to go to college, we don't we don't. They, there's this massive building that was built right in the middle of uh, of like hey, this walkway. How long has the Case Athletic Complex been there? They built that in '04 or '05. Okay. Why? I couldn't remember if it was there when we played them in '14, but. Did you uh, did you guys drive in during the day? Did you go across the bridge at all? In, Today? Or, or just in general, like whenever you came into town. Why is there no water in the Arkansas River anymore in Tulsa? It's, well, it's, it hasn't rained much. Yeah, Tulsa, where is our water in our river? What in the world is going on here? Right that's now? A more of a God question. Yeah, exactly. Anything. God, where is our water? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But beyond that. Did you know? Uh, it's an awesome campus. TU really has the smallest enrollment of any FBS school. That can't be true. It is. <laughs> it's absolutely 100% true. 3,777 students. Well, then I totally agree with Plank. There's a lot of needless buildings around here. There is so many needless buildings on this campus <laughs> that they've built for reasons that I have no idea why. My wife and I were walking around here when we came a couple years ago. That 3,000? There's more kids at Broken Arrow High School than that. Yes. Oh, Probably by a lot. Hey, yes. Teddy pointed out something cool. Like, mm-hmm. So when you come in back here behind the press box, across from that are concession stands. Right. That look like they're in the bottom floor of like apartments, which they absolutely are. Is that what that is? Yep, that's that's, that's super pretty cool. It looks yeah. like Wrigley Fieldish mm-hmm. a little yeah. bit. Yeah, it's really cool. And then on the other, so uh, again, eleven. I guess it's cool until there's a night game and you live in one of those apartments. It's like, would you guys shut up down there? I'm studying. <laughs> hey, Eleventh <laughs> Street used to be. Um, they had the Metro Diner, and then it would be. I think there was uh, like Starship Records, or, but it was a lot of little small businesses. And I want to say close to, like, 15 years ago, the University of Tulsa was like, this needs to be the front door to our our, our athletic facility. This needs to be the front door to the university. They just eminent domain and they just I, I think they did. And they literally rebuilt it. <laughs> they knock on it. Hey, a, <laughs> we're making your apartment <laughs> into a concession bad stand. News. Right. We got bad news for and, you. And they call it Chapman Commons now, and it's, it's, a, it's a little sur- you. It's pretty cool. And it's Can just, you go inside there and eat? Or is it just a, fr- a oh, front oh, face? That's that, that's just a front face. Okay, but they, they've done a lot of things around this area. Um, the tailgating scene used to be my my buddy Harry and his van, which would park over by the Sigma Chi house over there, where I'm pointing, and then right on here, which is Glenn Dobbs Way. Now there'd be two or three cars parked, and now they're they're doing some really it good. It smells things good there. down there. A bunch of food trucks and there everything. There is. There is. I I think the key word here is is they've tried. You know, they've they've realized that. All right. We have small enrollment. 
right? We smallest uh, in FBS. The smallest in FBS. <laughs> We've Glad obviously had a great donor in Michael D. Case. That is, uh, and the tennis the tennis facility that they've built is state of the art. So. They've realized they need to do more. We've calculated yeah. wrong. It's going to be 60% OU fans, 30% Tulsa fans, and 10% these Security. yellow-shirted people. Look Secu- at that. Look how many of those there are. <laughs> I, I texted Gabe when he was on his way, and I'm like, I don't think security is going to be an issue. I think I need to update that. Jiminy like Christmas, that's an <laughs> army of people. Now, I have a question for you guys. How do I always get the wrong color shirt? Do you guys coordinate this the night before or something? No. no. I thought black shirts were home games. There's no uh, – there's no – that was very much a Michael Dean thing where we all oh, needed a match. Oh, okay, okay. So nobody right. is talking to anybody about what they're very, wearing. I just feel like – What's Gabe wearing? Uh, white. Oh, Gabe's wearing white? Gabe's oh, wearing okay. white. Oh, That's like God. from three years ago. That's yeah. cool. I've got that on my – I've got Blank, that on my car. I'll go get it. You're the only one wearing that shirt. I know. I feel terrible. Oh, you got right red now. on top? feel terrible it's, right you're now. You're going to look bad on the sideline. It's going to look awful. The good news is we can see each other. Like, we can actually like, have a conversation with hand signals from here to the Toby, field. Toby, do you, would you, do you prefer to see, like, to look across and see the, our team facing us? Is it yes. easier to, to see guys coming on the field and stuff? Oh, nothing to do with that. I yeah. just think it's fun to watch okay. Brent or our coach's coach, mm-hmm. you know. Did you guys know right away last week that it was him that got the sideline penalty? No. Okay. Like, we didn't find I out. I didn't. Did you? Did you know that? I didn't know. I had a strong assumption. Did you hear the Rudy show this week? Yes. The <laughs> up-downs. Well, Teddy, like, first question. Like, he didn't. I don't even think he knew if he was in a good mood or not at this point. Teddy's like, so what happened with the penalty? <laughs> well, he was talking about, you know, being disciplined. So yeah. I was like, speaking of discipline, what was the sideline penalty? <laughs> He's, Teddy's the only person that could ask <laughs> the head coach at Oklahoma. What's that about? What's that about, dude? Hey, did you see game time? To say, uh, they're going to take Braxton through warm-ups. Did Bruce say anything about whether or not he's going to go? No, I saw uh, Andrew sent me the Pete Thamel mm-hmm. tweet. Is that what you're talking about Absolutely. Here? Says uh, Tulsa starting quarterback Braylon Braxton is a game time decision. His status won't be determined until after warm-ups. Freshman backup Cardo Williams is back healthy. Okay. After suffering a hand injury. So it sounds like it won't be Roman Fuller. Who the hell is telling Pete Thamel that? Drives me up the wall when – it's one of my pet peeves. Like when – first off, like football is football. But like in basketball, what's the dude's name that – Rothstein. Yeah, John Rothstein. John Rothstein will break a story like a half hour before an OU game. Like I've been with the team for the last 48 hours. And a half hour before he'll, he'll say, hey, by the way, this guy's not playing. I'll, and I'll look at – I'll be like – I'll show my assistant coach. And I was like, really? Yeah. I'm right here. <laughs> Who told Rothstein? <laughs> I I feel that same way with, uh, like, literally everything softball-related. You're right. right there with the team, and then all of a sudden someone else tweets it. Or or how about this? When you were told something, it's like, hey, don't say anything about this, but this is what's going on. And then, and then 30 you. seconds later, it's on Twitter. <laughs> and I'm like, what is going on here? So, Ted, to answer your question, I don't know. But – what do you think of? Did you get to watch Williams? Because he wasn't in yeah. much in that Washington game, right? Because yeah. he got oh okay. Yeah, What'd he moves think? around okay. Um, frankly, I thought for their system and what they're trying to do right now, I think the Fuller kid's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I Williams gives you a little more athleticism back there, but he's not nearly as. I, I thought he had. There was some stuff in the passing game against Washington that. That he just wasn't seeing. He was worried about the rush and, you know, trying to figure out an escape plan before he was uh, looking downfield for some receivers. So, 
uh, a little bit different quarterbacks there, but I don't know. We'll, mm. we'll see. Um, by the way, let me cl- correct myself. They announced that the Case Athletic Complex would be built in 04, Ted. It wasn't finished until 07. Okay. So Still well before 14, though. Yeah. Well before yeah. 14. Right. That's right. Take a break. We got one more segment with you from the booth before we kick it over to Chicken and the Wolf. It's the ref pregame show in Tulsa for OUTU. This is ball game for us. Our final segment before Tyler and Travis take over. Chicken and the Wolf right here off 11th Street. As we are no longer at Skelly Stadium, at Chapman Stadium, Skelly Field. For Oklahoma and Tulsa with Teddy and Toby, I'm Chris Plank. Final thoughts. Ted, this should be – oh, hold on, hold on. There has been a handful of TU fans that have pointed out one thing. Dylan Gabriel, 0-2 against the Golden Hurricane. Oh. Is that right? Last, last ranked win – for Tulsa on the road, Dylan Gabriel, UCF, whenever the Knights were number 11 in the country. Last, and that was 2020. Also their last ranked win at home when they beat SMU was ranked in 2020. That doesn't seem right. Hmm. But uh, with all that said, Sooners should have some success in the trenches, right, I even Ted? looked that up. So Dylan has played in this stadium. Yes, he's played in the stadium. Uh, he lost to him in 2020 as a, uh, on the road. And then I want to say that next year they came here when Heupel was the coach and TU beat him. Okay. It was On it. shocking. Um, you think they start Jackson Arnold then? Do you think that they start <laughs> General Booty today, Ted? No, listen, I've been, I've been learned up. You've got to get your mind right for next week. You've got to be ready. You've got to be strong in the trenches. This Cincinnati team is going to be ready to roll. So – how do you prepare today? You take Z- care of Teddy business, has right? thoroughly frightened all of us about next Saturday. So. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I think Cincinnati looks really good. I, I, I agree. You just you prepare by just going out and handling your job and being physical, playing fast. You know, I, whatever issues that you had a week ago, don't make the same mistakes. Um, you know, op- offensive line needs to. Needs to get things sorted out. Savion Bird, you know, I, I expect him to get the start again. I guess I don't, I don't know that for, for a fact, but you know, I, I think the, I think the coaching staff knows that if, if they want to have their best opportunity offensively against Cincinnati, they need Savion Bird to be starting at left guard and be playing well. I, I like what Troy Everett gives us in, in some depth at left guard. And we'll hear more from Gabe as, as we get closer to that game. But he, he's undersized at guard, and Cincinnati is not undersized on the defensive line. Uh, Dante Corleone goes about 320. That's what he's listed at. Wouldn't shock me if he's bigger than that. Uh, and That's is, his name, Dante Corleone. Yeah, and he is <laughs> Dude, really, really good. Yeah, really great good. name. Yeah, I'm frightened of him yeah. already. Cincinnati DT, right? Yeah, he's 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 really good. So, yeah, I, I Savion Bird and that offensive line today need to have a really good game and build some confidence and be in a good spot moving forward. And whatever issues it is that they have, uh, they need to try and, and do their best to remedy some of those. Dylan could have some bad memories. 2021 in this stadium, 23 of 38, 290, one touchdown, two picks. He was sacked six times. Oh. Saban Collins got him a couple six, times. Six sacks, oh, yeah, two that picks. Was, 
Tulsa was good that year. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Collins is the last first-round pick, and they've had two in the last three drafts. Zayvon Collins was the last first-round pick for Tulsa that they had since 1980? 77. 77. Ah, oh, yeah. look at you. Steve August. Is that right? I think that's right. Uh, Ty- yeah, Tyler Smith last year. Mm-hmm. Zayvon Collins the year before. Yeah, 1977. I didn't write down the name. Steve August, Seattle. First-round pick. Stupid little things that I remember. Four, college, uh, four NFL Hall of Famers from Tulsa. I think OU's only got three. One more. How about that? Steve Largent, Drew Pearson. Right. Um, Jerry Rome? No. Nope. No, Howard Twilley? Nope. No. Bob St. Clair. Oh, that's right. At least yeah. for like a season. Jim Finks. Oh, gosh, yeah. yeah. Jim Teddy Finks. Knew Teddy knew it. Teddy knew, Teddy it. knew it right yeah. away. Right away. Finks. So you're with me about 75-25 on the crowd. I'm 80-20. Ted, you think a little bit more? Teddy 60- said 50-50. Gabe said there will be more Tulsa fans here than OU fans. Really? Here's the difficult part. I like to hear that. I think it will be a fun Here's challenge. the difficult part. I think there's going to be a lot of Tulsa fans that are also Sooner fans. Like, they're kind of well, – They got to wear you look one at me shirt. When you say right. That. So, I think they're going to be wearing their TU colors, but it's, you know. And I think either you or Gabe said it on your podcast. If you have a ticket to one game and you go to one game and you're a TU season ticket holder, there's a game you're going to. So, Or you pay for all of your season tickets by selling <laughs> – the one OU ticket. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, I've seen on the secondary market it's coming down a bit, but uh, the get-in price is still about you know one fifty-two bills uh, to get in here. So sell out big for TU and its a- athletic budget. Yeah, it's it's massive. And I think Poppet told me, and, and maybe maybe he told you guys too. You've got in the span of the next four to five years, you got Oklahoma coming in, Oklahoma State, and Arkansas. And those are, right. and I think Oklahoma State's coming in twice, so it's I, big for them. I think that we should play Tulsa every year. Toby doesn't. Why? Well, I don't know about every year. I like maybe like uh, home and home every five years. Why? Uh, just redundancy. It's a, I, I, it's great for a lot of reasons, proximity and state and all that kind of stuff. Just every well, year feels like yeah, a little boring. It's redundant, but is it better to play? Arkansas State, here's my point. You're paying Arkansas State to come in. Mm-hmm. Why not, if you're going to s- send money to a non-conference opponent to come in every year, why not keep it in state? That's my no, that's main fine. point. I just like, uh, I think I would get tired of Tulsa if we played them every year. Arkansas State's no fun. But, like, if you want to, like, a mix in it, like, we're playing Temple, I think, next year. And an SMU, and uh, SMU's about to be in the ACC, but... Maybe just spread it around a little bit. But well, you still I'm got other you. games. you got four non-conference games. I'm with you on the point that I think playing them more often than we currently do is a good idea. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, that's a good starting point. I'll work on it. At you. least we've made some progress. Yes. Okay, very good. That's it for us from the booth. We're going to kick it down. Chicken and Wolf, I think we've decided, is 150 yards from us. 125. 125 to 150 from us <laughs> right here. Tyler and uh, uh, who else is with him over there? Travis. Oops, sorry. Travis. Travis is with him. I think Steelman's back in studio. The ref pregame show continues. We'll be back with the network pregame show here from Chapman Stadium at 1230 this afternoon. Enjoy OUTU, everyone.